0: Welcome to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. I started this show to talk about all of the interesting, complex, paradoxical, and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of the human experience if you get anything from this show the greatest compliment you could give me is to share this show with somebody that you think the message may resonate with or to head to itunes and give us a five-star review additionally if you want to interact with me you can follow me at rickalexander underscore on instagram without further ado on to the show Everybody, happy Tuesday! Kind of an interesting thing, right? Because I'm doing these old story series on Mondays, and then I'm gonna do we're gonna get real meta here. I'm gonna do series within series. So, uh, Tuesday through Friday of this week, I'm gonna do a teaching out of my old book, first written book, Burn Your Couch, and then you know, same thing, we're, we're gonna keep doing the old stories on Monday, but then the rest of the days of the week I'll probably do smaller series or you know random episodes as they fit in. Either way, the goal is to continue doing an episode Monday through Friday. So, a couple of a bit of housekeeping as we get into today's episode. The first is Angelo Cisco and I have our workshop for men getting out of darkness coming up on the 25th. If you're interested in that, it is going to be something you do have to attend. There will be no recording. However, If you're somebody that has struggled with their own demons, their own darkness in life, I would highly encourage you to attend. You can pay whatever you want to be there. I know that it gets lonely when you're fighting your own demons, and it often, quite honestly, feels like it has to be lonely. And it's only when we drag that darkness into the light that we can start to expose the lies and start to uh, rescue some of our own life back from those demons. This is how life works. You know, we all find ourselves in there from time to time. So I will link that up in the show notes of this episode. Additionally, I revised and re-edited my first book, Burn Your Couch. You know, sometimes you just can't move on in the future without making sure you're in right relationship with your past. And as a writer, man, it's tough because, you know, you work through ideas. And the way that I write is I really write my way through ideas And then you live with those ideas and you look back and you're like, God, I don't think, you know, I don't think that was quite right or maybe that was wrong altogether or maybe I didn't say enough there. And so it's always difficult to go back and read work you wrote when you were at a different level of consciousness I don't anticipate that I'll be revising all of my books forever, but I also knew that I couldn't move on to book three unless I went back and at least did my due diligence with this one. So I did just revise it. If you're interested in my first book, Burn Your Couch, I will link that up in the show notes of this episode as well. And again, this week I'm going to read sections uh, from that and we'll reflect on them and, and do some short teachings out of uh, different sections of the book. So if you have the book, this one comes from page 26. It's called Escape the Hate. It's important to note that if you're ready to start taking a little risk to escape the ordinary, people will hate what you are doing. The next passage is directly related to your relationship with them. If what you're trying to achieve is so grand that small-minded people have trouble accepting its possibility, they will inevitably send misguided frustration your way. Sometimes that will look like hate. This has absolutely nothing to do with them actually hating you. They hate the life they've settled for or the dreams they've allowed to die and you've become a sounding board for their projections. What's more unfortunate is that there's nothing you can do to change their choices or feelings toward you. Some people are wired this way. You can change only your reaction to the non-believers. My approach would be not to react at all. The quickest way to handle small-minded, bitter people is to stop acknowledging them People don't get a seat at the table in your house simply because they have something to say. (laughs) Dismiss them. The place you're headed is so far beyond their realm of comprehension. To stop to acknowledge their plights will do nothing but slow you down. A reason will always exist for why what you are doing will not succeed, and believe me, every jerk out there will point that reason out to you. The hard truth is that the overwhelming majority of people choose to focus on those reasons and, as a result, sentence themselves to a life of mediocrity. If you're looking for an emotion to feel, feel pity. Most of them will never feel the elation innate with odds-defying achievement. Every obstacle in the world can be circumnavigated with the right approach, and the further each task takes you out of your comfort zone, the more capable you become as a person. Even if you're not successful at an endeavor in the conventional sense, every attempt, if taken earnestly, provides the opportunity to come back again both stronger and smarter, which is a concept that non-believers have not grown enough to gain the capacity to understand. So there's a couple of... Uh A couple teachings, actually, in this short passage. You know, I remember the moment I wrote this. It was like 2 a.m. I'm a serial insomniac, but I had just launched a new product. And somebody that I really loved and respected, who, I don't know, for whatever reason, chose that they did not love or respect me anymore... And they came out against this product sort of publicly and they had a pretty decent following and they were like trying to literally dissuade people from buying my product. And what was interesting is they had used that product for free from me for months and so I knew that they loved it. And so I didn't really know what to do with that information. But the thing it made me realize is how when people act adversely against us it just has so little to do with what we're doing or who we actually are and you know maybe if it weren't for that black and white scenario where i saw that she had loved this product so much and then came out against it like i i don't know that i would have picked it up i would have made it about me for for sure um well i guess in this case it was about me but it was about her projection of me right it wasn't about the thing i was doing or anything. And so it highlighted this reality to me, which is like people are gonna have all kinds of misguided frustrations. And when you step into a life of doing something quite literally extraordinary, right? When you start to do something beyond what's comfortable, first of all, there's a million ways, reasons that that's not gonna work out. And so if you focus on those reasons, that's a flawed plan, you know, it's a flawed plan for success. And the other thing to think is you're you're going out on limbs, you know, some of them are going to break, some of them are going to last, but they're not going to be what you thought they were. But every time you do, every time you inch yourself out just a little bit more, what you're gaining is the capacity to live more fully. And that's what I said here at the end when I said the non-believers have not grown enough to gain the capacity to understand what you're doing. Sometimes it's easy for us to think we have an entitlement mentality oftentimes in our culture. And we just, we think we should be successful or we think other people, it's their job to support us, you know, whatever we've concocted in our head. But the truth is that our job is to show people, right? If we want to do something great in the world, our job is to show people. It's not to it's not to make them believe. It's it's to do the thing. It's to do the thing we're here for. And that requires that we engage earnestly with this life and as we do, as I said, you know, we gain the capacity to do more. It's a concept that I've talked about throughout both of my books, really just the idea that potential is given to us as a result of us engaging with life. So you can imagine that you have a, a sphere, let's say, of capability, and you're pushing out against all the edges all the time. You're, you're reading new books, you're growing, you're, you know, whatever you're doing, you're starting businesses, you're, you're trying new things, you're taking on new hobbies, you know, you're working out, so you're pushing the bounds of your own uh, physiology, so to speak. And, you know, that requires a lot of energy, because it takes a lot of energy to dig into your well for new resources and gain that new potential. And so to take your lens and to put it on the people who you're not here for, you know, the thing you're not doing, it just, those two things don't coincide. And so what can happen is we end up getting really, really stuck because inevitably when we come out to do great things in this life, however we, you know, however we conceptualize great, what we find is that not everybody's for it. And the next, the very next thing we find is that they can't have our time, right? They don't deserve our time. And if we give them our time, it's just—it's not going to aid us in our pursuit. And so that's why I said, look, you've got to dismiss them. You know, if you want to be the the man or woman in the arena, you've got to learn to look past the critic, because they're going to be there. It's a lot easier to play the role of critic. It's a lot easier. You know, I think to the story that I opened this with, when I actually wrote this passage that one night when I had this realization, I think about the months and hours and nights that I spent working on this product. It just can't be reduced because somebody can get on Instagram and make a post against it. For me to outsource my empowerment to that short of a a thing, to to just some hater in the world, right? That's just, it's not worth it. it. It doesn't help me. It doesn't help her. It doesn't help anybody. And you know, the same thing could be said for this book. Like I I spent hours, I mean, hours and hours every single day for years, like learning to write. And then this this book in particular, Burn Your Couch, I wrote it three full times before it got published. And I've revised it twice. And part of that is because, you know, I'm trying to build a body of work here. I'm trying to become the kind of writer I want to be. But man, you get on uh, Amazon and someone leaves a bad review it's real easy for me to make that about me. You know, it's real easy for me to in no time at all discount all of the hours I've put in, all of the work that I've put in, put my identity solely in some person who just didn't see what I was doing, right? Or who or it didn't resonate with or whatever. But chances are that you're trying to do something with this life. I think there are people, as I say all the time on this show, that really need your message. They really need what you have. And so it would be a shame for you to spend your life focused on the people that your message was never for in the first place. So dismiss them. Try to look past it all. Try to focus on what you're here for. Um, That's been the experience in my life and also the experience that I wrote about in Burn Your Couch. Anyway, I love you guys. Have an amazing day. We'll talk tomorrow on Morning Coffee.